Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Eye on the Future. I am your host, Paul LaPlaca, and joining me are my hosts, my co-hosts, James Elkin and Lady Fontaine. And tonight, we are going to explore Eye on the Paranormal in celebration of Halloween. And just like anything spooky and paranormal, I can't get the script to come up. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So. Come on. What do you mean you can't get the script? This is my life. I've spent the last 10 minutes trying to get my Google account to respond. Uh. And it wouldn't wouldn't let me change my password. I can't do anything. And now I changed my password. And now it's just loading, loading, loading. So All right. So I'm going to send you. We're going to have to wing it. All right. I mean, do you want me to copy and paste this for you? No. If you want to take over some of the uh, the introductory duties, I would gladly bow to you. But okay. you, you look incredible. What what are you tonight, Lady Fontaine? I'm not really sure. Like, um, you know, this, like, guy, he looked like George Clooney. He came by. I mean, you know, take me. I'm yours. <laughs> It's a very, uh, very, uh, a pretty lady Frankenstein. Well, thank you. But, you know, like my, my fangs, you know, were, it was difficult to, to talk with them. So I've had to, uh, file them down for the show. <laughs> your, your real fangs. No, my, yeah, my real fangs. That your since actual. I got bit, right. Since I got bitten on the neck and do you see all this blood like dripping I down? I do. So you you oh met an actual God. vampire and uh, I did, I mm. did. So was it good for I you did. too? Yeah, how was yes. it? Yes. Oh, very good. I'm George Clooney. What can I tell you? 
<laughs> and James, what are what are you dressed as tonight? Well, my name says it. Gandalf. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> can, can everyone else see it though? And we're on radio too, James. So we need to kind oh. of. Oh, oh yeah. I'm dressed up as Gandalf. Very cool. So not I have much, my... not much of a stretch, is it? I just got the Churchill pipe, the Churchwarden pipe today. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to have the Gandalf pipe. That is kind Gandalf of is. <laughs> oh, that is the Gandalf pipe. This is the, oh, that the, other... the, the pipe that Gandalf smokes. Oh. Not, not the one oh, the that he carved in his own visage. And look at Mister Mister Vampire there. Look at him. Our well, host. Me? No, yeah. I am. I am not a oh. vampire. I am <laughs> Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. Oh, Mephistopheles. Oh my God, that yes. sounds scary. Yes, I am the devil's henchman. I am the agent that um, bartered the deal between Faust and the devil when he sold his soul. Oh or not Faust, God. but Faust, but Faust is the Faust character, he? right, Jim? Yeah, Faust is the name <laughs> of, the, of the opera. Right, and it was, uh, I forget, I get confused with Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing, is it? No, no, no not at all. I'm no, very Dante's confused. Inferno is a description of the heavens, heavens and hells in Christian uh, theory. But, I've got uh, a couple levels I can add. Yeah. <laughs> I've not had a, a good week here. It's been long. All right. So, do Party. you want me to do the opening here, even though I don't have my glasses on? I yeah. Or James, do you want to jump in and? I can and try. It. Good evening. Welcome to Eye on the Future. This is season six, episode six, and today is Thursday, October twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. I am your host. Uh, to stand in, Dr. Paul Lakalaka, along with our spiritual in-house wizard, me, and our Did resident... Did you just call me Polak? Polak? And our resident psychic extraordinaire, Lady Fontaine, who is also known as America's number one love psychic and is a certified life and relationship expert, and that's Crystal, the dog, magically the appearing as a ghost figure in the Zoom background that Jill shows, which is wonderful. Oh, sorry, Isn't that game. awesome? Isn't that awesome? I mean, like awesome. I'm part uh, awesome. I'm like part um, Bride of Frankenstein too. You know, I'm like part everything. You're doing it all. I like <laughs> it. You aced it. You aced it. That's amazing. And now that I have big hair again, it's going to be hard for me to go back to regular hair. I might have to wear this every week. <laughs> I might have to I can do it every it. day. <laughs> I can dig it. That'd be good. When Mike comes out, I'll ask him if he thinks it'll fit under my helmet. <laughs> I can. <laughs> you need a new helmet. I could go get my helmet and try it on. You need, you need a brighter Frankenstein helmet for that. Like a, a beehive, straight up. <laughs> I like those it. His, I like it. Those, those of you all watching us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe and. Uh, to be notified of our new, uh, subscribe to be notified of our shows. We're very interested in your comments below the live streaming. Don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio as well. In order for us to do video streaming, we really need your help in liking and following us on all the various platforms. And since we're doing video, for those who don't know, here is me, Jim Elkin, our expert healing expert. Uh, Say hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. And of course, our lovely... (laughs) relationship expert and the intuitive life coach Lady Fontaine. In case Yay. you're wondering, she's she's the one with the pink headphones. That's right. And you can Maybe. see that very oh, on. I could, har- and then, and I could hardly this, get them on. Amazing Mephistopheles Paul Laplaca, who is also a, a wizard and magician with electronics and 
and technology and <laughs> distributing software and video and stuff like that. So yeah, we're very appreciative and we that. love him very much. And you've got a great cape on there too. That's pretty cool. Like oh, that. you! I thought I've had this since I was in eighth grade. Oh my and god! My Me? English teacher's wife. Mrs. Hedberg, who was also our home ec teacher, made this for me because I was in a place. She made it. Oh, she made my this. God. She was a, a, a phenomenal sewer. And it still holds. This is back in 1982. Um, still holding together. I wear it every year for Halloween. I love this cape. And I was a Dracula in a play called Young Dracula. Ooh. So it was a horrible musical. <laughs> right. Hey, I would think Just Young Dracula terrible. would be great. No, it was really lame. It was like, my, my song was, when I was young as a vampire, I was tops. When the ladies saw me, they screamed with fright. It's horrifying. <laughs> I so love bad. it. But you do it so well. Yeah, yeah. I was real popular. Yeah, come on. I want to hear. Here we have live entertainment. Each they time I'd see them, that. I'd start to lick my chops, thinking how nice their necks would be to bite. <laughs> You got the action down, too. That's as great. much as I, I remember. <laughs> very, very, very good. Bad. Oh, my God. We have to, like, give you a raise or something. <laughs> Look. Oh, my Bad. God. Oh. So we've sold our souls to You're the You're so here. sexy. Ah. the vampire. <laughs> ah. So if you miss the show, you'll be able to catch up. At any time, at I on the Future Radio Show on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, or listen to the podcast on Blog Talk, iTunes, or any other distributor. We've got a jam-packed show tonight, and we'll be taking calls throughout the show, so please be patient with us. We will do our best to get every caller on the air to answer your questions. If you would like to be on Lady Fontaine's mailing list, please give our screener, Mike, your real email address so we can keep in touch with you. Thank you. Our phone lines are open, and our switchboard is lighting up, and we want to hear from you. We will be taking your calls throughout the show at 319-517-6216. That's 319-527-6216. Call us tonight as we slightly detour from our regular shows about love, relationships, healing, and self-improvement to our spooky Halloween special. Our panel tonight consists of Jim and Paul and, and Lady Fontaine. <laughs> they make a funny comment. Uh, <laughs> that's all of it. You're supposed to look and go, I'm oh, not sure oh, who they sorry. are. <laughs> See, Paul would have known that, that that's yeah, what that Paul note meant. Yeah, he's, he's smart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even open my Gmail, so some, something's going on tonight. You're doing great. Oh, thanks. But <laughs> oh, your questions on working. this or any topic. Lady Fontaine and her channel of experts. Fontaine. Are Lady Fontaine. Yeah. What was it at the end? <laughs> and her panel of experts are here to guide, help guide you through life's challenges oh and joys. Oh, my God. Call in for a free psychic reading or love and relationship guidance or tonight. Uh, if you have any spooky stories or experiences you want to talk to us about, give us a call. We want to hear from you. Phone lines open at 7.45 p.m. Please call early and get in the queue. What was that? If you, what if, was that? What was that? I don't know. Oh my God. Eh. 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 
Yeah. <laughs> if you want to schedule a reading or a life coach session with Lady Fontaine, then please visit Lady Fontaine's website at http://ladyfontaine.com, and she will answer all your saying. questions. So you have to say ladyfontaine.com. Oh, I'm just reading the script, lady. <laughs> and she can answer all, right, all your questions. Gans off. Gans off. <laughs> this show is your brainchild, Lady Fontaine. I want to turn the mic over to you. Not Mike, I'm sorry. Mike over to you. <laughs> <laughs> Before oh my I do, God. I just want to say you look hauntingly, mysteriously <laughs> scary. No, I didn't say scary. I like it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you haven't seen me with big hair for like 20 years. No, it's but, been a while. But, you know, I, I, have, I have, you know, like I'm a psychic and I keep feeling like, <laughs> like there's like crystals around, like there's a... A collie right behind me. You think me. there's a dog on, around somewhere? I keep on feeling I, the presence. There's, there's something uh, going. I think there's something behind you, Jill. Something. Where, Vic? Where? I, I think, I think, I think Crystal is being shy and hiding behind your hand. Oh my God, Crystal's been dead for like eight years. How'd she get in your hair? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so thank you, Paul, for that nice intro, Gandalf. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm flying blind tonight because I'm flying blind tonight because I can't have all this stuff, hair and, and headphones glasses, right? and glasses. So right, well, I don't have much of a like here. I normally do. Okay. Yeah, um, save so the day. tonight's topic is Eye on the Paranormal, and there are so many, um, you know, really popular movies out there right now, and, you know, popular, um, you know, psychic shows and everything that's going on. So my background, you know, being raised Catholic is um, I was always told that uh, anyone who talks to the spirits or any of the spirits that are coming through are deceptive because when you die, you're supposed to go to sleep until Judgment Day. And then everyone gets judged all at the same time, and you can go to heaven or hell. That's what I was taught growing up. So I don't believe that. But what would you say, Jill and, and Jim, you've been around enough with um, some of the experiences with uh, seances in the haunted houses. What's your impression of the spirits you come in contact with? Do you find them to be malicious or benign or do you find them to be deceptive like they're pretending to be someone's family member do you find any of that kind of stuff going on or what how do you feel interacting with them well i could only recall then i'm gonna let jim go i could only recall one time that we had a real demonic influence and that was at bridget's house remember in west new york new jersey um other than that <clears throat> we've had um wasn't that house in Staten Island? No, not the not the one with the little boy and the mm-hmm. that was in West New York, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember where we went. I think it was somewhere in Manhattan. You had a friend. I was thinking about this today. You had a friend that um, we were going there, and I remember on the way. I think we were in a cab or something. So we must have been in New York City. Um, we were, cause we were in the back of a car, I think. And <clears throat> I started telling you all this stuff that I was picking up and ironically, I hate to even say it, but I think I remember picking up that the brother got killed on a motorcycle. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. I oh did. yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I and I picked that. that up in the car. Um, 
and I don't remember really many of the details once we got there, if I was just channeling or if there was actually any spirits. But mm-hmm. but I only remember that one very demonic energy at Bridget's house. Everything else tends to be either residue, residual stuff, or um, something stuck. So well, what, is residual? what does residual mean? Well, residual means it's some sort of, like, if, if you see, some people will see uh, somebody walking through the wall, and in essence, you know, 100 years ago, that could have been a doorway or something right. like that. So the energy is just going, continue to do the same routine continuously. And it's residual so, energy. It's not really a, a haunting. It's just, you know, that partic- for whatever reason, that particular um, motion or that particular, uh, what's the right word, uh, you know, behavior routine, routine, yeah, okay. was was sort of like imprinted in the energy of that building. So that, we, you're talking about like a physical manifestation that's repetitive and yeah. it's an apparition or some kind of uh, figure that you see. It's not necessarily the spirit, right? It's just their energy well, was imprinted on that space and then you keep seeing it or... There's a famous story about uh, a a man who was digging in a basement in London. I think it was London. And uh, he saw a regiment of Roman soldiers walking through, but they were knee into the ground. And they realized that if they dug down, they would find a road. Wow. That they were walking on. It's a famous old story. Were you with me at that house in Staten Island where the soldiers, there was a whole story with the soldiers in that house. I don't think you were with me for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember all of it, but I remember walking into certain rooms and seeing soldiers. And then I think, right. you know, whoever it was started telling me the story there. So, yeah, right. so th- those are typically residual. I mean, there could be some leftover um, uh, energies or souls that are stuck, um, but they, um, it, it depends. It depends, you know, what, when I'm thinking of that, very, um, very uh, scary. <laughs> I don't even can't even think of the right word. Very haunted location in upstate New York. That restaurant, mm-hmm. that bar slash restaurant that we mm-hmm. went to many many times. That was more than just um, benign. Right. That was yeah, high you, get, you, get, you get interactive things going on then. So Joe, what? what, what you ask makes, questions and they get answers and things like that. Sorry, go ahead. What makes you uh, feel that this particular uh, situation was demonic or non-human or very malicious compared to the others? Like, is it just a sense or a feeling or did they say something that made you feel that this is not human? Or it's, you know, there's a difference between a, a past spirit coming back, you know, and something that's not from this world and is, is very malicious. Now, are we referring to in this haunted restaurant, or are we referring to that I mentioned before about the, the very that, specific situation where you said right. the only time you felt that something was demonic? <clears throat> yes. What um, was it about that, that that was different that made you feel like it wasn't human? Well, oh, and it wasn't human. It was not human. Um, they, for <laughs> for starters, we were asked to come there. This was a woman that um, used to do some treatments on me to make me look good, you know, (laughs) like facials and stuff. So um, 
she and I were talking and she was telling me that her son, who is maybe, I don't know, Jim, eight, maybe 10. Something like that, yeah, at the time. Uh, I have a note somewhere. Do you? I I wrote the story up for Fate Magazine and it was printed in Fate Magazine like 15, 20 years ago. But um, she said that the son was talking, was waving a, a, a knife around just out of nowhere. And he was talking about this old man, like giving him directions to like, you know, stab people or kill people with his knife. So <clears throat> Jim and I offered to go there and it was, there were so many weird things from the minute we walked in the front part of the house, Jim always goes through first and evaluates it with like, um, you know, he looks for hot spots with electrical, you know, where there could be electrical interference or, or faulty wiring and different things like that. But somewhere in the front, he found something that there was no explanation. And while we were there, I started picking up like a last name. And I said, who, what is this name that I'm picking up? And the woman said, gee, that sounds like the people who lived here before you know, we sometimes get mail for them. So she went, she had a piece of mail over the refrigerator and she pulls it off and their name was very similar to what I was picking up. So in any event, we're going through the various, we start the the actual paranormal investigation and I asked to have the children. There was a little boy and a girl. The boy was older, the girl was younger. I asked for them to be taken out of the house because I didn't like the feel of anything. I just didn't like it at all. So the husband took the kids to the park and we're walking around and then we walk into the kids' room and all, am I allowed allowed to say H-E-L-L? Sure, why not? All hell broke loose the minute we walked in that room. Do you remember, Jim? I don't know what you're talking about, so I don't remember. Well, well, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, things were being thrown at us out of nowhere, but it was like I could feel that very demonic energy from the second that I walked in there. And I think you even felt it too, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was overpowering. It was so evil. So in any event, we, we, we still, we have a routine that we do as far as going through the house. And then I, I have this energy that I have to deal with. And it kept on transforming into different things. And the last thing that it turned into was this old Hungarian woman. And remember, Bridget actually knew who that was. She had some sort of recognition or something Mm -hmm. of who that evil woman was. But I think that was just taking the appearance of being that woman. So it would draw Bridget in because it was evil. Jim had to guide me through getting rid of it. I didn't know what to do with it. Usually I guide these entities to the light. This one, we had a cage and I had to have Archangel Michael and other archangels come in and let them handle it because it was way out of my pay scale or pay grade or whatever. I mean, this was the, it was the most terrifying experience that I've ever had in doing paranormal investigations. It was really terrifying. But the irony of everything is after we finished the whole investigation, um, we left. And then, you know, the following week when I go in for the facial, uh, Bridget or Bridget calls me one or the other. And I said, how are things going? And she says, oh, it's all better. And then she said, the day after you left, she asked her son, um, do you still see that old man? And he said, no, 
uh, he left with those people yesterday. So that influence was gone. And to the best of my knowledge, the kid grew up, you know, and had a normal childhood. I hadn't heard anything different. But that was, I mean, I don't know if Jim remembers if he, are you digging up the notes somewhere, Jim? Not now, no. Oh, all right. I, I, don't, um, I don't know where they are right now. Um, do, you, do you have any other recollection of stuff that happened? But it was, for me, terrifying. I kept saying to Jim, I don't know what to do. And he, was, he kept on saying, I will walk you through it. And he did. Right. I mean, normally, Jim, how, I just, how did you feel in the middle of that? Did you feel a sense of anything or were you just yeah, there being was, a rock? There was, there was sensations. My, my, my goal is, is to try and uh, eliminate what can be explained. So that the only thing that I, that shows up is stuff I can't explain. And then I can go ahead and work with that. Um, so, so I had to walk the house in the beginning with a magnetometer and things looking for, for leaking uh, wires and things like that to see if what, what, what could be going on. And it's kind of well known that if there's high magnetic fields in a house, uh, that if there's any spiritual entities in there, they tend to draw on that a lot, so it gives them more power. And that's what I kind of sensed was going on here, that this thing was actually drawing on that power and using it as an opportunity to take advantage of the young boy. Um, and not so, only that, though, but children tend to draw in energy, spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they're good, but in this instance, I, they I leak guess, a lot. Kids, kids leak a lot. They just leak chi, they, they leak do. energy all over the place. They so, do. And yeah, that draws they're, in they're spirits. Great sources, great sources of energy. In this particular case, it drew in something not so friendly. So go ahead, Jim. I want to hear what else. So I didn't, I didn't uh, in my recollection, I didn't let myself get really carried away with, you know, getting into the energy of it because I was more needing to be the stable person so that you could feel, Lady Fontaine could feel free to explore without having to fear anything coming at her. So that's, that's my goal. I, 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 I create a, a protection field and I, and I work with her trying to help her visualize and figure out what to do with things. And she, so we have this interaction going on. Well, he's not doing that. So what do we do now? Oh, we'll try this. Okay. <laughs> right. Or I tell him, um, all right, so I've got the entity in a cage. Now what do I do? Um, and and then, said, send it off to Uranus, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you did say something. I think like I did that. say that. Yeah. Yeah, I really do and, think so. One and day, you if did we that, go to, and you said, "Don't do that to me." No, no, wait, wait, and vowed <laughs> to leave the house forever. And, and off, off that's he what went. Happened. He left. Yeah. That was quite a day. Right. I mean, usually it's somebody or something that used to live in that house and is just stuck. It doesn't know that it died or it's waiting for someone to come back, Um, you know, or something like that. Usually I have nice conversations. And when I explain to them what's going on, they want to go. They want to go home. So they do. I've never had one like this. But at that restaurant slash bar that we visited many times, in fact, we did filming there, um, we had a whole crew, we had a whole investigation team, and we had, you know, a whole crew. And um, that was pretty wild. I mean, Jim's recollection of things is a little bit different than mine, but I do know that there was video, 
and again, my uh, who knows where my um, where my hard drive is. But there was video. There was this, um, you know, like rounded door in the basement in um, their wine closet. And there was a little bit of an opening. And that used to be actually a door that came from, what did they tell us, a morgue or something? I don't remember, I don't remember what that. they called no, it. But that. it was came from somewhere. So um, in the video, we just had a camera set up watching that door. Because when I would put out um, various um, you know, tape recorders and different things like that, there would be growls coming from that room. There would always be different sounds. So we had a camera just facing that door. God, we'll never forget this as long as I live. We're going back and looking at the video, and there's a figure in there, and it looked very much like um, what you would maybe envision somebody from the 1700s or something looking like, you know, like in some sort of cloak, and he had like a big hooked nose, and he walked almost past the window in the door, and then he, like, stepped back and looked straight at us through the window, at the camera. I mean, and it was a face and a person that we didn't know. We didn't know. And actually, one of the investigators that um, was with us actually has something up uh, on the Internet that I've seen where we were taking pictures um, you know, they have, it was a restaurant. They had all these different dining rooms. So in one dining room, we were taking pictures and there, I want to see if I can get it in a minute. I want you guys to talk and I'm going to look for this picture. And in, it was a picture in a, you know, like a mirrored frame, not a mirrored frame, but a mirrored background with some sort of etched on picture. Well, there was a face in that mirror, but there was nobody there because we didn't have anybody sitting at the tables. We were, I, I was just walking around snapping pictures and other people were snapping pictures. Pictures, there was nobody sitting because we had people in every single room, crew. I mean, we had lighting people, we had sound people, we had, you know, videographers, we had several videographers there. Um, and, and, but yet there is a picture. And I might be able to find more. You guys talk. Let me look this up and see if I can find anything. So, Hi, Jim. So you're, you're asking a question. Let me go back to it. So she, she kind of went over it quickly, but, but there are spirits that are like people who used to own the house or live in the house or built the house, perhaps, and they aren't really aware of the fact that they're gone. All they know is that people moved into the house, and they didn't ask them there, and they've taken over the place, and we don't want them there. And so... Just imagine how you would react if somebody just moved into your apartment and started living there, and you couldn't stop them. Right. So you would you would try and do whatever you could to get them to leave. And um, they say that that normally the, that that energy that spirits have isn't strong enough to be able to actually make it into the physical world unless there are very strong emotions behind it on their part. And so. If they if they assert themselves strongly, they, you might hear a loud voice. It sounds like it's yelling your name. Okay. And they might, might say something like "Get out!" So Paul, get out! And that's what you hear. They might have been saying, "Paul, could you go now?" And then Paul, go. So they got to the emotional point where they could finally yell, and that's what you hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> so intense. what do you think happens with the with the spirit when it leaves the body? That mm-hmm. it's it's um 
it's confused as to what's happening. Like it feels like without uh, being inside a, a physical form that the spirit is kind of like, it doesn't think the same way. Like it's right. like anytime I've, I've felt visited from pe- people that have passed on, like yeah. they, they don't seem like the way that I remember them, like they, they, their personality is shifted in a way that's, you know, they're outside the body. So they don't think the same way. They don't feel the same way. They're just, yeah. it's different. It's a different state of existence where, you know, well, if, if they're stuck, it's one thing. If they've passed, if they've moved on and they're coming back to visit, it's another thing. Right. So they, they might be very similar if they come back to visit. But yeah. if they're stuck, then they kind of go into this time loop. It's kind of it's kind of like being stoned, really right. stoned deeply. Yeah. And, and and time is doing weird stuff, and you just you can't make sense of it, but you know some things, and those are the things you react to. Uh-huh. Um, um, and that's the best way I could explain it. That that maybe that's what you've been experiencing is uh, oddly enough, there's a, there's a pretty good theory that says that, that people who don't believe in an afterlife are the ones that tend to get stuck. Right. Okay. Because they, oh, they don't think there's anywhere to go. I did, right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. They tend to get stuck because they don't believe that there is such a thing. So they must be still alive because they're seeing and they're talking and they're, everything's moving the way they think it should. Right. But, but well, no. you know, there's so many movies that kind of portray that as well. The Sixth Sense comes to mind yeah. where it's Bruce Willis is like his his character's existence. It's it's so close to being real life, but you can sense that you feel like there's something off. There's something off right. in his interactions, like he's distant. All those things that kind of tell you as a viewer that he's not there's something isn't adding up. And he, right. he himself can't see it until the very end where you're like, right. oh, you know. <laughs> and so I feel like that's time. a really accurate portrayal <laughs> of, of what somebody must go through because it must feel like to them, like, it's close to real life, but there's something off. Like, it's, you know, he's trying yeah. to talk to his wife and she's just not responding. And he's feeling like it's because she's just distant, but she can't see him. You know, it's like, right. so I feel and like I, that's that's how it must be for a lot of them where they're, they feel time, like they're still there, but it's right. And time, time doesn't really make sense. And the right. way it did when you have a physical body, you don't have that heartbeat and that constant tracking going on. Right. It's, it's very nefarious. So, so you might not remember that yesterday you also told this guy to leave or this guy was even here. Right. <laughs> so, Do you know that, that place that, that haunted restaurant closed, it's permanently closed. No kidding. It closed in January of last year. I don't know if because of COVID or what, but what was it called? Um, Smallies. Smallies. Inn. Yeah. Smallies. Interesting. I could I could take a jog past there if I get a motorcycle back soon. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if something else is there or if it's just closed, and I wonder who owns it now. That would be an interesting question. You know, like that building or or whatever. Right. But well, that, let's, um, let's dig into ahead. some of the calls. We're, we're definitely getting a, a bunch of people calling in. I'm interested to see if anyone else has had experiences they'd okay. like to share. Um, I, I, let's, let's start at the top. What do you think? It, they're, that they look good. Gia, this is Jim. Gandalf, you there? Hello. Hello, is this Gia? Yes, it is. Hi, welcome back. 
Is that well, thank you. your name right? I'm sorry if I didn't. Okay. It's so what, what what comes up for you? What's going on? Uh, yeah, so my question is uh, regarding love, what might be coming towards me uh, with regard to true love. I'm looking for that one. So can you give us a story of what's, what's been going on with you in that area? Uh, well, let's see. So for six and a half years, I decided that I had relationship after relationship, and it was time for me to do some inner work. Uh, to really come back to who I am, my center. And so recently I decided I'm ready for love again. Uh-huh. So um, <clears throat> you're actually coming from a good place um, to find love, but what I would suggest is don't look for it. It'll find you. And sure. What I what I really feel in your energy is that um, I you know I could feel where you've done a lot of work. There still feels like some scars, open wounds that um, it, it almost feels like it's in you know it was ingrained in your energy. You probably peeled off several layers in doing your inner work. Um, I, I urge you to keep doing your inner work and. Don't look outward for anything. You know, the, the whole secret to finding love is not thinking that there's anything external to yourself that's going to make you happy or that's going to satisfy you. It's really feeling and becoming that love that you seek. And I know that sounds really corny, but as soon as you embrace that, what my guides are saying is that you're going to, it's almost like, like when I do uh, chakra balancing, the chakras, and I, and I tune them, the chakras actually pop in. And that's very much what I feel is going to happen to you. When you really get yourself into that place of love, and you're not thinking about having love, you're just love. You're just centering yourself in love. You're going to pop in. I can feel you just sinking in and popping in, and then you're going to draw this guy in. Um, the sooner you do that, the sooner he comes in. It's, you're totally in the driver's seat. This is all in your hands. But um, to give you an idea of what I think is going to happen here, if you really focus on, on, on doing that and not worrying about um, looking, because looking, you're going to find every wrong person out there. Um, the right one, you're just going to, what my guides are saying, these are the words that my guides are saying, you're going to stumble across him. So I don't know if you're literally going to stumble. Are you like, you know, like uh, um, klutzy in a way? Like, would you really stumble over somebody? No. <laughs> okay. So, so that could mean, that could just mean that you're going to, when you're least expecting it, meet this guy. Now the, the months that jump out at me in a real spectacular way um, are February of next year, um, I feel it again in August of next year. September feels really good for you. And then December of next year. So any of those months can be the time that you would meet meet this person. The other thing I want to ask you is, um, do you have any trips planned? I know with COVID and, you know, restrictions and lockdowns and everything, it's a little bit difficult. But do you have any trips? Because I see what feels to me to be travel for you, and it mm-hmm. feels it feels to me like, um, again, chance meeting is what my guides are saying. Chance meeting 
you know, somewhere where you're going to run into this guy. Um, to tell you a little bit about this guy, I do feel he's coming through very in a very grounded way, a very, very grounded way. So I would say he's very grounded. He feels like he's, um, I'm hearing the word successful, so I'm sure he's, you know, financially and career-wise pretty established. I get the feel that he has something to do to me, it feels like he's an attorney or something to do with law or um, um, something. But he, he feels very, you know, it feels like a white collar. It doesn't feel like, you know, like he's mm-hmm. even like, not even like a detective or anything. It it feels um, like, it feels like an attorney type position that he has. Professional. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's, um, I could feel very much heart of gold. He feels very in tuned and centered and grounded and um there's something about um i don't know if he's involved with because i keep on seeing a pagoda so i don't know Hmm. if he's drawn towards eastern um Mm -hmm. travel or if you're going to be going there or if it's something to do with like buddhist or hinduism or Maybe that's just the architecture that he loves. And, you know, outside you'll have a beautiful home with a pool and a pagoda or something. I'm not really sure how it's going to play out, but somehow that's going to be important. Do you have um, around you and around him, I, I keep on seeing that looks like a terrier. Do you have a dog, a terrier, small, small dog? I, I do not. No. You do not. I don't have a terrier. Um, okay. Um, he may... Or that may be a dog that you end up getting. It, to me, it looks like it's a beige-ish dog um, or a sandy-colored dog, um, maybe even ginger color. And um, I don't know. To me, the dog, I'm hearing three. So I, I guess the dog's around three years old. So I don't know if it's going to be a rescue or how you're going to get this dog. Um, but for some reason, do you like dogs? Because for some reason, it feels important. I I love dogs. Okay. Um, you know, it, it feels important. Maybe you'll meet him through, you know, maybe he'll be walking his carrier and, the, you know, somehow that'll be the breakthrough for you. But I would say 2022 for you is going to be a big year and a lot of potential. A lot of those months, even let's assume you meet him in February, then I would say the other months that I mentioned, like August and September and December, mm-hmm. um, feel mm-hmm. like they're going to be very important to you in your relationship with this new guy. So um, good stuff is headed your way next year romantically. And I got to tell you, overall for 2022, I'm not feeling really great about, this is general for everybody. I'm not feeling good about a lot of stuff. So um, to, to pick up something so promising for 2022 makes me smile and it really makes me happy. So I wish you a lot of luck with this. I think it's going to work out great for you. But I want you to keep doing your work, and I want you not to really focus on anybody external or want them or chase after anybody. Just let it happen. Just be centered. Feel that love. Love yourself. Do inner work where you're really supporting and being there for yourself. Define your boundaries very, very carefully, and you're going to draw on this guy. And um, he's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I mean, he's a whole package. He's a solid nine to a 10. I mean, he's a catch. He really is. Do you pick up any kind of astrological influence with him? 
Do you mean what sign is he? His sign. His, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, two signs are coming to me. One is Pisces and one is Aquarius. Um, so, uh, and again, I don't know that. He, he could have one of those uh, rising signs, too. I don't know. Right. But th- right. both, of the, both of those jump out at me. Does that have any special meaning to you? I was just curious. You know, I, I'm a lover of astrology, so I just thought I would ask. But I, I'm getting February very strongly as well. So it's interesting that you should pick up that February is the first uh, date that you yeah. told me about. With February. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I resonate with this completely. By the way, and I'm, what's I'm, not, I'm what's, not psychic, and I picked up on Pisces too. So there you go. Oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> oh, um, what sign are you, Gia? What sign are you? Cancer. Oh, okay. So, uh, Jim, you're what's compatible with her? What signs? Uh, the signs are the ones in trine. Just have to remember what they are. Scorpio <laughs> and Pisces. Okay. Oh, and okay. Pisces. Yeah, and both of us, Jim and I, both picked up Pisces. So mm-hmm. you've got it made. So you got to call us back when you meet this guy. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and where I are you? Yeah. Where are you located? What part of the country? California. Oh, oh well, we're going to be going to a California wedding, Jim. Oh, and we Paul. are. <laughs> Notice how we're inviting ourselves to people's trips in Italy last week, and now I'm inviting myself to your wedding. There you but, go. You know, maybe love you'll it. think about us. <laughs> well, the weather, is, the weather is great. You're going to love it. <laughs> well, Jim got married in San Francisco, so we were out there for his wedding. And Jim goes out there. He has relatives there. Once in a while. Beautiful. Haven't been out in a yeah. long time. Yeah, so good yeah. luck and keep us posted. And I'm so excited to see when this all starts coming together for you. Yes, I am too as well. Thank you so much. Have a good oh, you're uh, very Halloween. Welcome. Thank you too. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Pisces, you really picked that up? Yeah, yeah we'll really take did. another call. I was, I was sitting here and I was going, what would I pick? And the name Pisces came in. I said, oh, she'll never pick that. And boom. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and bingo. 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 Pisces it is. Yay. So another call? Yep. Let's take another okay. call. We've got and then we'll Maris. talk. We've got Mary Who? here. Okay. Mary. Mary. Yes, hello. Hi, Mary. Hi. Welcome to the Hi. show. Thank you. Um, I'm calling from Florida. And um, I wanted to ask you if um, you see any changes as far as what I'm paying for rent. There may be uh, a new contract possibly in December. It could be month to month or yearly. I don't know yet. And um, my finances are just barely holding for what I am paying, and the rents have increased in the area tremendously. I just wanted to see if you think it will remain the same. Um, I don't feel it will remain the same, but I'm not expecting like a 30% increase or anything like that. And I actually feel, um, you know, let's assume it was a 10% increase and, you know, that was too much for you, that there is some room for negotiations. Um, But it does not, and I repeat, it does not feel like it's going to be a big increase to me. It doesn't. So, Uh but even if, even if they come back to you at, you know, some outrageous amount, um, uh-huh. talk to them 
and I do feel they would be flexible. Do you live in a private home, or are you in a complex? An apartment. It's a complex. I've been here a very long time, and yeah, um, so they would be. They a- would be. They would be flexible with you. I don't feel. I don't feel the risk of you losing your home or being thrown out, or you know, not being able to afford it or anything. So, and it, you know, it could be a very marginal. I mean, it does not feel to me to be a big increase. Um, though I feel the value of the place that you're living at is probably worth two or three times what you're paying. I mean, it oh, yeah. does feel like you're at the very low end, the very, very low end. But they're not going to raise you that much. They're not. Good. And um, right now I'm, I have a, a partner. Do you think that that will remain the same uh, as far as going into the new year? Can you give me the partner's first name? Give you the initial M, if that's okay. Um, yeah. Um, what I'm thinking, I'm going to start giving you some information, um, and then if that's if it's not sufficient, what we'll do is maybe Jim just get the name and give it to me privately. Okay. All right, but let me see if I can pick it up. Let me with just okay. using an M because I'm getting uh, um, a name, even though you just said M. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. So, um, Jim, would you go get the name? Would you okay. mind? No, no, and I'm not. curious if I'm curious. I'm going to text you or send you a message. I'll and I'm just tell me if I'm picking up the right name. I don't want to be reading something else uh, into this. I'll give it to you on Messenger. Okay, and I'm going to tell you what I'm picking up on that. Okay, Mary, hold on a minute. Get you offline. All right, so in the meantime, we're just waiting for them to come back on the air. And Jim's going to give me the name privately so nobody else hears it. And I'll see if I was picking up on the right person or not. So while we're waiting, Paul, do you hear me? Because you're awfully quiet. Okay, we're back. All right. Could you tell me and could you come in here and tell me? I I did. I gave it to you on Facebook Messenger. Oh, you did? Like I said, I would. Okay. It's similar to what I picked up but not the same. So I'm glad. You don't need to do nothing. Can you make noise and then hear the background? All right. All right. So let me tell you what I pick up with this person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very much a straight shooter with things. So um, I first let me answer your question. Let me say that uh, yes, there's a very good likelihood that um, I would say a ninety some odd percent likelihood that you will be together into the new year. But what I do have to say is two things. Um, and I'll be, again, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very honest with what I pick up. It's not the most um, cemented and sturdiest feeling in a relationship that I've ever felt. And I do feel, I do feel you know, it feels like at times an emotional tug of war where you're not on the same page and it's kind of like, you know, you're fighting each other on on not on things, but on 
what's important. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you think it's black and he thinks it's white and you're both right. That's correct. That's you know, and you, yeah. right, and you both think you're right. So it's not like you're fighting because, you know, uh, he doesn't want to go out to dinner tonight, and you do, you know, or right. that, you know, somebody's said a horrible thing to either one of you. It's it's who you are that isn't jiving perfectly. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's not the strongest. Right. It's not the best. It's not, you know, all this stuff. But it feels like it's hanging on by a little more than a thread, so I do mm-hmm. feel you will be together, but I urge you to um, really examine how much you're honoring yourself, if you are at all, or how much you're selling yourself short. Um, mm-hmm. Because when you sell yourself short, you send out a very powerful message to the universe that, you know, you're, you, you're not worthy of anything better than this. Therefore, you get nothing better than that. But if you mm-hmm. set the bar higher for yourself, you never know what you could end up drawing in. But for right now, it's like a lot of the financial situation uh, too has right. a lot to do with the choices right. sometimes. Yes, I understand that. I really, really do. Um, but I would say for right now, um, you know, if you can deal with the tug of war over just who you guys are. And that's so sad because you're both right. You absolutely Mm -hmm. are both right. He's entitled to be the person he is, and you're entitled to be the person that you are. It's just not a perfect match. But I do feel you'll be together in January. Um, But I urge you still to give it thought and consideration. Jim, do you have any words of wisdom in a situation like this? Uh, No, not really. I'm I'm good. I think you're doing great. Well, I'm oh, working okay. on myself a lot. I'm, That's I'm good. taking care of my physical being, which needs a lot of care right now. So I'm working diligently on that, good. taking care of me. Good. And that's the most important thing, because when you do that, you send a very powerful message, again, to the universe that you're number one. Because if you don't I, make yourself number one, no one else will either. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So you're definitely on the right track. It's just, um, it's it's almost as if, even though you say you're working on you, I don't know that you have as much faith in you as you could or should. So work on that. I, I think you doubt yourself or um, don't fully trust yourself, but work on that and, and you'll get there. Okay. You will get there. Okay. Um, I had a, a very strange thing happen um, to me. It's um, it's a supernatural thing. Um, mm. Are you familiar with transfiguration? Uh, where somebody where they change uh, forms? Yeah, change yes. form. Yes. Okay. Um, this only happened one time, and it was very frightening. Um, <clears throat> my aunt, who was in spirit. Um, a number of years ago, um, when she was still on the earth plane, um, she was leaving my home and um, going back to her hometown. And she reached over. I was sitting in the back seat of the car, and she was up in front with my uncle. And she went to take my hand and went to say something. And just as she took my hand, her face changed. Mm-hmm. And all I saw was a very ugly, witch-like face. 
and I froze, and it was just, it was so incredibly scary. I didn't want to tell her. I never told her because I didn't want to frighten her. But um, a few months after that, her sister, which is my mother, had a near-fatal stroke, and uh, I took care of her for two years. And um, I'm wondering if that was like a foreboding message and that's what was coming through or because my aunt was also involved with um, supernatural and all that, if that was something that came through from her, her spirit alone or something came through her. I don't feel that it was um, more a sign or anything of what was what ultimately happened with your mom. I'm feeling this is more something with her. I have to say that when you said it, I had the chills through and through, which showed me that it was something very authentic that came through. And there was something, I still have the chills even talking about it. Um, Yeah. I I still feel there's there's some sort of message in this for you. So what I want to ask you is how did that make you feel when you saw that? that witch very frightened very frightened i i didn't know if maybe she was possessed of some evil spirit that was my or, first thought that truly yeah, was my first thought yeah something had gotten to her because she had a lot of emotional upheaval in her life and and her moods would swing quite a bit and she i mean we were very close i loved her dearly but she really could go off sometimes and really <laughs> be yeah. difficult. And I don't know I, I, that that spirit was, or that entity was with her all the time, but I do feel it had a an influence on her from time to time. And when you're in that chaotic of um, energy and emotions, you can draw in a lot of negativity. You can. But this I mean, honestly I, I, feels tied into her her background somehow it's almost like she was channeling some ancestor or some some related influence in some way shape or form where is your family from well my uh, my background is german english and german and um she we in our family that a lot of the family members were psychic she was very psychic. My mother was, my cousin was, and she used to do tea leaf readings and things, and she was very psychic. She couldn't read for me, but she could read for other people, and she was very deep. She had a very deep um, personality, and we understood each other very much because we had a depth that even her family, close family members, did not understand. But I have never seen that before and hopefully never see anything like that again because yeah, I, I could I mean, not right. figure it out. No, it, it's scary to me. I mean, I'm going to have to do a cleansing <laughs> after yeah. the show because I'm picking it up. Jim, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I, I'm thinking it's either, it's either what you say. It's either she's, she's revealed, revealed some kind of influence that she's had that has impacted her, um, or it could have been that they were passing through something at the moment. 
What do you mean passing through? Who was passing through? That entity. That entity. No, I didn't know if you meant her her aunt or her or the spirit. They were were passing through some kind of spiritual influence at the moment. No, there was a message. There was a message for her. I keep on getting that. That very strong. There was a message in that. And it doesn't feel like it's tied into her mother. It feels like it's tied into her. That's what I'm feeling. And, and remember that Mary comes from a long line of psychics. Right, so Mary right. is truly a psychic as well. Yeah, yeah, I've got some intuitions yeah. and things. So, so what do you I've been in this, That was your moment. What do you I've think? been in the spiritual realm, but even a lot of the people that I know in, in, my, in my large circle of meeting people in the supernatural realm, they could not really um, give me an, much of an answer either. Mm. So it, it was just one of those things that came through, and I, I said, I don't know what it is, but I don't ever want to see it again. Right. That's all I could think of. But I was just ice cold. I, I, didn't, I was yes. dumbfounded. And yes. I figured that it's best I don't tell her because I would make her too scared. I agree. Right. Um, I'm going to share with you and the audience and Jim, I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but at Paul, <laughs> um, Hi, Paul. <laughs> you're very quiet today, Paul. But um, one time, um, Lewis, my ex-husband and I, we were in the lower level of the house, you know, where we used to have the parties and everything. So we were down there. I don't remember what we were doing down there, but we were down there. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he was in he was in the bathroom doing something. And I walk in and he goes, what is all that stuff on you? And he starts, like, and he goes, you have black stuff all over you. I'm looking in the mirror. There's nothing on me. There is nothing on me. And he's going, he's like, what? And he's like, like this, it's all over me. And I'm looking in the mirror. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Mm. But that freaked me out. What, what did sure. you see on me? Oh, my yeah. God, that really freaked me out for a long, long time. But so I've experienced, <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even drink. That was good, Mary, that was good. Um, my, my partner one time come in and he said, what's wrong with your eyes? Oh, my God, what's wrong with your eyes? And he exaggerates everything. And I'm like, I don't know, what's wrong with my eyes? And I run and look in the mirror. And I don't know, they were kind of real red or something. I don't wear contacts, something that get red. But I was so scared. <laughs> I didn't even want to look in the mirror. I didn't know what he was seeing. But, but it wasn't was it anything. a natural phenomenon? No, it wasn't was anything, it? I mean, okay. it, that extreme. It's just that he just overreacted a bit. Right. Right. So, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> thanks for sharing. So, um you know, it's not too many people you can share those kind of stories. I know, yeah. but we appreciate it. That's what we were hoping we would get, some interesting well, thank stories you very tonight. Much. So thank you. Thanks, Mary. Oh, my pleasure. Now, thank I'll you, Mary. I'll keep listening on my computer. Thanks a lot. All right, good great. Good evening. You thank did. you. You too. Happy Halloween. That was interesting. Yeah. That was interesting. So have either so, of you experienced anything like that? Well, I mean, I, I shared got, what I've experienced. The only thing that ever happened to me that was really bizarre was uh, I was in high school and a friend of mine were out in the woods. And, 
we came upon this old abandoned car and, you know, like high school boys, we had a lot of uh, excess testosterone and, and uh, aggressive energy. So my idea was, hey, this is a, you know, an old car that's abandoned. It's, it's well past any road. We had no idea how it got there. But um, we destroyed the car. We went out and got the sticks and just smashed it up and uh, broke all the windows and broke the headlights just in a, you know, a fit of youthful, hey, let's break something. And um, I noticed he was wearing a very white sweatshirt. <laughs> and I took a handful of dirt and I said, your shirt is too white. And I smeared dirt all over his shirt. And in that moment, this face emerged in his shirt. And it was wow. it's crystal clear, this angry man screaming. And his hair was up. Like, and I could, I could still see his teeth. His Are you outline serious? of his teeth. I swear. And I was just like, I was like, oh my God, it's the devil. You know? and, and, and he just wiped it off real quick before I could really study it. But it freaked me out so bad because what I was, do you mean? it he was. He wiped it off. He knew it was there. Yeah, he looked down and saw it and he just really quickly <gasps> brushed it off. And I was like, you know, I, I wish I could have taken a picture or looked at right. it longer. But just that instant, it was just like a flash and just. It, it it was like just the outline in dirt on that white you know sweatshirt, and I was like I have no I'm, I'm wondering if it was Ooh. the man who owned the car or you know if it was some spirit in the woods or whatever but I'm guessing it's the Ooh. guy who owned the car. <laughs> he was mad that well, we smashed that. Me well, too. Yeah. giving yeah. Yeah. his opinion on that. I'm trying to zoom in. What kind of car was it again? I can't remember. It was probably a a, a Mercury something. It was like a little it compact. Was a big car. Oh, no, no, it was like a, a small kind of uh, '70s uh, compact car. It was it was relatively small. Was it green small. or red? It was green. Green. Yeah. I thought it was green. Yep. Oh, I just <laughs> messed yeah. that up. Um, yeah, well, if, if you bump into that guy, I don't want to bump give him my apologies. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I get. I love this stuff, but I get scared. I really right? do. Yeah, I, I, get, I, like, I get so freaked so out with all this stuff. <laughs> I, I'm all the time. But you're, an, you're a, an investigator. Why are you screaming? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> but, okay, so one time when we were at that Smalley's Inn, the basement, oh, my God, was that basement haunted? Oh, my God. So I said, look, this is a, a, a business. And we got there early. So I said, we can't stay up here and bother them. We have to go meet down, down in the basement and develop our strategy. Nobody listened to me, and they were all upstairs eating and stuff like that. But, um, Jim, when I came back down, you were there. Remember I had, I borrowed from the firehouse. Um, that Thor, what is it called again? That A flur. A flur, right? Right. So I uh, borrowed from the 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 uh, fireman ambient, guy. Red, ambient infrared camera so that right. you can see heat coming yes. from the source. So I'm walking down, I'm walking by there, and Jim's going, Jill, Jill, and I go, what? And he goes, there's a handprint on the wall. Do you remember that? Yeah, there's yeah. An actual handprint on the wall, and nobody was down there but Jim at that point, right? Yeah. Do you remember yeah, what someone happened? had to keep their hand on the wall for quite a while to get that kind of a heat print on the under the wall. Yeah, I remember that. I don't really remember exactly what happened from that point on, but what I do remember is 
that I was downstairs by myself for a while, just, you know, futzing around doing whatever I was doing. And then I went upstairs and I forgot one of those young guys that was doing that paranormal investigation with us. He went downstairs and he came back up and he, he had a huge scratch on the back of his neck. And he told me he felt something scratch his neck down there. And it was huge. We filmed it. We filmed, the, you know, the scratch on the back of his neck and the whole story behind it. I mean, that place was so haunted. It was so, and it was evil. It was evil. So what was the story behind it? Did you ever discover what the history was? There, there, it was there a was lot once, of different stories. Yeah, it's a very up. old place that had been around for a very long time. So the, the foundation was, you know, original stone work. It wasn't like a modern foundation with cement walls. It was all stone down there, which is already a bad sign because stone really does a good job of holding energy, especially limestone but, uh, and quartz but uh, in granite and stuff like that. So um, I, I, I know there was a lot of people that came and went. There was, there was a story of a mirror that's near the entryway in one of the uh, one of the dining rooms, this long mirror that has a gold frame around it. Oh, and people yeah, all the time I remember looking into that. The I remember that. We were always that. looking to see if there was a face in that mirror. We never saw one. Right, people said no. that there was a face that shows up in that mirror. Um, the story was that there was a, a tombstone that was found. Was it behind the house? I think it was no, behind the house. No, underneath the stairs. And underneath the stairs. Because the cement was, was removed and it was dirt down mm-hmm. there. Because when right. I went down there, they were showing it to me. It was dirt. Right. And, and the tombstone was of a little girl. And there is a story that people repeat of seeing a little girl walking around in the basement. So... Those are some of the interesting things that I remember being in the, in the history, history of it. A lot of people came and went that, that lived there or ran uh, businesses or whatnot in the place over, over time. So it could be anything. It was, I'm looking I think at I was photos a, right now, Smalley's in, to see if I could find our pictures. I'm looking at haunted photos from Smalley's in. One okay. of the investigators had some pictures there. Okay. And, but, uh, but I remember that that door came, the door to the wine closet, that's where the most evil influence was. Um, in fact, one of the owners, the owner's son, wouldn't even go in that wine closet. He was terrified. This, this, Absolutely this is a very, terrified. It's a very small room. It has only one entrance and exit, and that's right. the door she's talking about. Yeah. So it's, it's about the size of a, of a, of a fairly moderate-sized custodian's closet you know, in a school. It's about that big. So or you like walk a in, pantry or a you closet. Take two steps and you're, you're already at, right. at the wine on the other end of the closet. So right. <laughs> it, it's not a lot of room. And, no. and they're, 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 to hear about people walking around in there when you're just standing there watching the door and you don't know what's in there, that's, that's quite a story. There's, I mean, there's I, other and the, it was a spooky the, place. I remember that basement was creepy, but there was a lot of machinery and stuff hanging down and spider webs and stuff anyway. So it, it was. It was it was kind of kind of strange anyway. But there, um, when we we had we, all the investigators had uh, you know digital tape recorders and um, we yep. all had, there was cameras all over the place. So 
Um, because this was, we were filming our pilot there for a show that we did called Beyond Haunted. Now, somebody else is using our name, but we started that, Beyond Haunted. Yeah, somebody else had, they didn't last their show, but we, oh. were, we were on some cable, uh, internet cable. They are probably smart enough to copyright the name. So I don't think they ever did. I don't think they ever, no. but we, no, but they always trace back to who was using it first. And we were, because I just yeah. looked up our Facebook page from 15 years ago, uh-huh. behind, Beyond Haunted. So it's, and still, it's there. still there. It's oh. still there. Talking oh. about smallies. Yep. Does it, does, does it have any, uh, any pictures? It didn't have any pictures. I didn't see no. any. Go look on Facebook and see if you want. But, because but, I want to tell two stories about what went on okay. there. So this was before we actually started the investigation. Um, a couple of the investigators were in the bar area, and they were using a magnetometer to communicate with an entity. And after a while, they said, Jill, you've got to come over here. There's this entity who wants to leave and you know it doesn't like it here so I go over and you know I'm like rolling my eyes thinking what are they up to I mean they're not it's not like I'm doing it you know like they don't you know like I I needed to see what was going on I'm thinking they're overreacting that it's some you know other influence in the bar that's causing these fights so in any event um, I go over there and I'm starting to talk and communicate and it's doing the same thing. It goes all the way down to zero. I ask it questions and if it was like, you know, moderate, it would go halfway. And then when I would say something that it really had a strong uh, response to, like a yes or no question, um, it would go spike all the way up. And if I was quiet for five minutes, it would not move. And then when I was doing, you know, having a dialogue, it would be moving. Then it would stop. So in any event, um, I was asking it because there was this one um, guy, and I, I, I don't remember. Do you remember the story, Jim, about this young African-American guy that was like hung or something? His name was George something. He was hung like a block away. There was a whole story about this guy. I, I vaguely remember. I remember thinking about where that tree must have been that he was hung from. Yeah. Right. But I don't, and I don't I, that's remember. all I remember. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember the exact story behind it. But in any event, I asked him if he was that person, and I got a very positive answer. And then I asked him in about 10 different ways to make mm-hmm. to validate that it was that person, and, and he definitely said that he was. So then, and I'm actually having this conversation. It's all videotaped. And, you know, I'm saying, um, do you want me to help you leave here? And it was definitely a positive so bottom line is I start guiding this entity to the light and there, I don't remember there was, has, you know, I mean, he's been in this location for like 300 years and there's a whole history in this town. So there was something holding him there, but yet eventually he was ready to leave. So he goes, he leaves, he's gone. I, I mean, he's, I'm no longer, the magnetometer isn't moving anymore. So when we played it back on video or audio there was an evp right when i led him to the light an evp is an electronic voice phenomenon it's a recording that you don't necessarily hear in the room at the moment that it was made but it comes up on a recording carry on okay thank you and um 
when we're playing it back, as I'm guiding, I'm saying it's safe, it's okay, you know, just go towards the light. And then he disappears into the light. And there's a whisper. And the whisper on the, on the, the, the audio said, I'm home, Jesus. You know, like Jesus, like, oh, my God, I'm home, Jesus. You know, like he saw Jesus standing in front of him. And you could hear him whispering, I'm home, I mean, that was like the most um, profound thing because I guide spirits all the time. But that one went and, and experienced whatever they experienced when they, when they hit their destination and the gratitude. And the, it was like it was soft and it was gentle and it was grateful and it was just a most beautiful thing. And here's this guy that was hung because of some crime he didn't commit. You know, I mean, it was this whole story in this town about this guy, and he finally made it back home. And that was beautiful. I mean, I was looking for that EVP today, um, and I wasn't able to find it. But at some point, I will, and we'll play it. But that was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And then there was one other one that wasn't also beautiful. It, we were down in the basement, the whole crew. We had the, you know, the videographers. And again, we had maybe three or four videographers um in that particular shoot so we had videographers down there we had everything set up and something spooked us i don't remember what it was and we all started running and screaming running up the stairs in the basement because this was like our almost our first experience in this very haunted place and when we play back the video the audio what we hear on there is this cackle, <laughs> you know, this really cackly kind of laugh. And then it's mumbling and saying something over us talking and screaming. It's going, <laughs> you know, saying something that we couldn't even make out, but it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Now, again, I get spooked out with everything, but it was terrifying. Jim, do you remember that? Uh, uh, I re- I remember that yes. Do Do you remember the theater that we investigated? Yeah. They brought us. You there? have some pictures from that. I have some pictures from that. Yeah. I don't I, I don't remember that we had any results from that though. There was no, a lot nothing of spectacular. stories that we never saw anything. What happened was I was odd. asked. I was asked. I had a uh, when I first started the show. I had a co-host that was a uh, an actor and all this other stuff. So he asked me. They were doing a, a like a paranormal show. <laughs> at this theater in New York, and he asked me to be on the panel to evaluate situations that they were going to show us, videos and everything. And um, afterwards, Jim and I snuck away because there's all these stories about hauntings and sightings and all this stuff. And we had audio going all over, video going all over, cameras going all over, and I don't remember us picking up anything. No, that was a dead sight. Yeah, At least it I was didn't, when we were there. And I don't really remember anything spectacular happening at all. But yeah, that I don't remember what theater that was. Beacon? No, it wasn't the Beacon Theater. No, it wasn't Beacon Theater. Um, I don't remember what theater it was, but it was some theater. It, it's probably yeah. on Facebook. On oh, you can't see my phone. On uh, <laughs> it's the ghost phone. Oh, there's a ghost phone in her hands. <laughs> or maybe you're just thinking it. <laughs> or maybe what? You're just faking it. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, 
I yeah. have that I have feeling there. I have my ghost phone in my hand, too. Can you see it? You, no. Do you really have it's a phone there. in your hand? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I had, a, I had a phone in my hand. Yeah, I know. It, it, like, disappeared. Look at that. <gasps> Tonight, the spirits are out. They are really, really out. <laughs> Tell the people on radio what happened, the people who don't see what's going on. Lady Fontaine disappeared, and her ghost dog is uh, taking her place. Oh, (laughs) Crystal. Crystal. Listen, we should really take some calls here. We've got a lot of people waiting in queue here. Okay, We've only got 45 minutes left. Okay, let's let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Who's next? Let's talk to to Karen. Okay. Hi, Karen. Hi, thank you so much. I've been enjoying the show. Oh, I hope so. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Wish I could have uh, experiences like that to uh, share with you. Oh, so do we. <laughs> yeah, so do we is right. Yeah. But what do like you my... have to share with us? Hmm. Yeah, tell us your story. What's going on? Oh, I just, I'm in the worst situation of my life and... Uh-oh. um yeah, on my, my bad days, I'm in shock. How did I get here? It's like my worst nightmares come true. And I keep thinking I must have screwed up somewhere. This can't really be the life path I'm supposed to be on and what I chose. So, anyway, I've been, been on a healing journey for a long time, and um, I don't know where I'm at, and I feel like I'm not succeeding at that as well. So... So when you say healing journey, do you mean um, physical or spiritual or both? Both. But mostly physical you've been working on. Yeah, mostly physical. Started with I think the that's physical. part of the problem. I do feel, see, the physical manifestations are always, uh, well, Jim could probably speak to this better than me, but are, are, mm-hmm. are manifestations of things in spirit. Would you agree, Jim? Uh, I would. I would agree that there's a psychic, uh, either either psychological or a, you know, spiritual or sometimes even an ancestral reason why people are, yeah, experiencing mm-hmm. difficulty. So what what's going on though? What's the tell us the story? Well, I've been fighting um, systemic infections. I thought it was initially candida. Mm-hmm. Um, from too many antibiotics, and actually maybe it even, you know, started in childhood. I had a history of pneumonia, I was told, and lots of penicillin, and then every other childhood disease and more antibiotics, and then through my life, and not knowing at the time, so I inbred my microbiome, as they call it now. Mm-hmm. So, I, at, you know, um, I thought it was candida, and I went to, to a lot of practitioners and different protocols and blah, blah, blah. I got somewhat better, but I never really got back to myself. Since been told, oh, it's not candida, it's this, it's that, it's everything together. Now, I've been on different protocols. I've been working with an integrative doctor, and I don't think she has a clue. She keeps trying. Um, so, you know, also have hormonal issues, thyroid, adrenal um Hormones, so I guess out of whack. I, I've been taking Armour Thyroid. Wow. Yeah. Um, issues. I'm gonna... And last year I, I uh, got very sick. 
I don't think it was COVID because it affected my um, digestive system. I was throwing up and nauseous. I couldn't keep food down for a while. I was dizzy. And I finally came out of that. I had stopped taking the thyroid medication while I was on it, and then I had the brilliant idea, well, when I got better, maybe I don't need it. Let's challenge the body to heal the thyroid, and I think that was a big mistake, and I think Mm -hmm. I really went downhill from there, not having the thyroid support at that time. And maybe it has nothing to do with this, but I developed symptoms and then ultimately found out I have... um, an arterial blockage in one of my legs. Mm. I have cardiovascular issues, and I've been on a healthy diet and everything for a long time, and my blood test results are usually good. It always says below average risk. I do have a somewhat high LDL level, which is the bad cholesterol, blah, 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 Not as bad as some people or anyway, I I don't understand where this came from or what's happening. Part of me thought it was a psychic attack. That's another story. I don't know if that's possible or if that's too crazy. But all in all, I don't know what's going on to heal this and move on with my life. Well, I'm going to let Jim uh, hit on some of the help now. You don't want me to? You want me to do psychic stuff? She's looking for... The, the, the deeper reason why this is going on, well, you can give her some hints. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when It's funny. When you said psychic attack, right before that, what was going on in my head was um, this inner battle going on inside of you. And I do feel it is an inner battle of some sort. Um, I'm not getting total clarity on exactly what is going on, but I do feel... Um, because I, I feel it in your in your body in your energy, I feel um, it comes through like with intense intensity that feels like anger and and almost rage. Do you ever feel that anger and rage? Yes. Yes. Mhm. Um, I don't honestly Angry know a lot of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not sure if this is an entity or if this is you, Jim. Could you guide me through this and help me figure out what this is? So, what are you seeing? Well, I'm seeing the actual battle. It feels like it's a battle of good versus bad, and it's in her. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. It's in uh, her. How does it look? I mean, you're seeing a battle. Are they World War II soldiers or are They're they Roman legions? Swords. Swords. Sharp swords. swords. Uh-huh. And, and, like and one's colors? in black and one's in white. Good. Okay. And so what are the black people doing, the people in black? Really jabbing those knives. Any Anywhere they can, they're jabbing. Are they, are they saying anything? Any words, anything they're yelling? Because people don't, don't do those sword fights quietly. They talk to each other. They yell um, things at each other. I don't know if I want to say what I'm hearing. <laughs> Could I send you a message and then you can <laughs> say if I should say it? Okay. <laughs> uh, it's coming through now. Oh, um, I, I think that's reasonable. Are you sure? Because it's, it's the real message. You, don't be a, you know, that's the message she needs to hear. 
You say it. I can't say it. Okay. So they're, 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 this is a battle to the death for the people that are dressed in black. That's a good way of putting it. Right. And what are the white people, the people dressed in white, saying? Um, they're absorbing the blows, and they're high, like high spiritual beings. They're not phased at all. They're calm. They're um, sending a very um, powerful spiritual message, and it's as if the swords go right through them and do and what's no the harm. Message, what's the message they're sending? Have faith. Ooh, I got the mm. chills. Mm. Good. Do you hear that? Yeah. Karen? Um, so yeah. I would say yeah. that your faith is challenged right now, and that's what you need to work on. And Paul, Paul are, you, are you there? <laughs> Hello? I'm listening intently, yes. <laughs> um, that's the way Jim and I work. Like when we're doing work together, that's how right. we work. That's the real part. Exactly we're, how we work. we're not done. We're not yeah. done. Yeah, all right. We're not done, but that's exactly how we work. I want but, you to corner corner one of the guys in black. Let me let me prepare myself for this. I have to, I feel like I'm going to battle right now for you. Yeah, they're 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 throwing around insults like I can't get them and I'm a weakling and there's no way I could beat them. You just want to talk to them. You just want to talk to them. You're not going to struggle with them. You're not their enemy. You just want to talk to them. All right, so what I'm doing is I'm not, I'm just, I'm telling them I'm going to sit there and wait until they have their shit fit and when they're ready to come talk to me. I, I have some questions. Okay. Because they're just jabbing at me and I'm, I'm not playing the game. Yeah. So now they're talking to each other because they're mystified that nobody's okay. fighting back. Oh, I hope she's listening and hearing what I'm saying. This is so important. Um, all right, so one of them is approaching me and calling me not nice names. Um, no, don't and what don't am be I... rude back. Don't 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 offend back. Just let it let it fall off of you. When you finally get to that point, say, okay, so what what is why are you so angry? What's going on there? What's that about? Uh, I'm getting a headache. Do you deal with headaches too on the upper left side? Karen? Of your, your head? Sometimes. Sometimes. Tightness. Uh, okay. okay. Right, right here. Uh, it's like a, it's more than tightness. I'm being, I feel like a jab. It's like I'm being jabbed in the head there. Um, what are you saying? It's usually not as bad as that. No, All right, well, I'm getting it that bad. Well, I'm like face-to-face. Um, all right. Sorry. Let me, let me get out of my physical discomfort. Shake it out. Breathe it out. Like take that energy into the floor, into oh, the yeah, earth. Let me, get, let me get really grounded. Yeah. Into the earth. 
Let it go. It's not yours. You don't have to keep that. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So I could have a conversation with this guy. He, yeah. He's standing right in front of me. Okay. <clears throat> so why is he so upset? What's, what's going on? What's making him want to kill her? And he gets vile, really vile. There's such anger there. That's okay. Just ground it out. You don't have to accept it. It's not yours. All right, so I'm asking him, why are you so angry? Um, I'm sorry to laugh. I mean, I'm really sorry to laugh, but it just struck me so funny. Um, he said she's not listening. And I know that's not something to laugh about. But no, I get it. It, it's so minimal that he's so angry, but she's not listening. So, Karen, listen, there's a message in this for you. That is a message right there. I know. I know yeah. that she's not listening. So mm-hmm. I think what you need to do is go inside and start asking yourself. Instead of, see, what you're doing, now I got it. I got it. Thank you. My guys yeah. uh, are, are stepping in. Um, what, what you're doing is you're resisting what's going on in your body. And what you need to do is when you resist, you're ignoring it. And, you know, what they've discovered, and trust me, I know this firsthand from 9-11, is trauma gets stuck in your body. And if you don't get into that trauma, it's going to reign supreme in your life. The trauma will reign supreme. So, what you're doing is you're fighting, you're resisting. In fact, I just posted something on Facebook the other day. In fact, I'll put it on my Lady Fontaine page. And basically it said something like, you know, if you want to get rid of pain, love it. If you want to get rid of, you know, a person, love it. You know, what we do is we resist it. And that just creates more of attention rather than creating that ability to, you know, uh, um, not merge, but integrate in a way with it. So, so what I feel you're doing is all the work you're doing, you're fighting against yourself. And that evil part of you is so angry. It keeps on developing more stuff. She's not listening. <laughs> it's let's, not necessarily an evil part. Well, it's, Presenting itself is an evil part. Right, right. What were you going to say, Karen? I'm not listening to. I I, I do meditate and go inside, and I have an overactive mind, but I don't think I'm getting anything special messages. Then you're not reaching it Are you asking the questions? Are you reaching out? Yeah, that's the question. Are you you looking When you meditate, right, are, are you just quiet or are you asking? Are you going in with intention? both I do it different times all right so what I would highly suggest is you feel whatever parts are troubled you know if it's your thyroid if it's um, headaches whatever parts and I want you to become those parts and I want you it's as if you're the rest of your body does not exist just those parts and start talking to those parts, not in a mean way, but with love. 
What do I need to see? What are you trying to show me? What do I need to hear? What do I need to discover? All those kinds of questions. It might take you a while to, to find the answers, but they might come quick as well. Um, do you, you know, there are um, tapping. I'm thinking, Paul, I mean, I've done that with you. Yep. EMDR, I do combination of EMDR and thought field therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're very effective points that can help you both minimize the, um, the intensity of some of these expressions that are going on in your body as well as help you resolve it and get in touch with it. Um, I was doing some work today, and I, it was very profound for me in connecting with that, the, those wounded parts of myself. So I, even though you're meditating, I don't feel you're zooming in on that part. I feel you're resisting and fighting it rather than embracing it. And all so, your struggle to get well is being interpreted by those parts as she doesn't like us and she's not hearing what we have to tell her there's a message here and it's getting stronger and saying i'm coming back with something else now maybe she'll listen this time and it keeps on going it's building and building and building and what you need to do is reflect i know you say you're doing it but try to go in with become the part become your thyroid become your endocrine system become all become the blockage in your leg become those parts and find the message that they're trying to deliver to you and honestly then i could feel the shift starting to happen i'm just talking about it and i could feel it happening and you're going to start seeing changes going on in your body can you give me an idea what what kind of message I'm supposed to find when I try to do that? You, yeah, you it, might have it, a, you might have a memory of something that happened when you're very young. You might not even understand it. You may have to ask people who might have been a little older. Uh, maybe something around the, the whole uh, 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 pneumonia thing that happened to you because you don't have any recollection of that, and that's unusual because that's a pretty intense thing to have to not have a recollection. So I just that, being in the crib and getting yeah. the shots in my tush. Yeah. That's my own recollection. But, uh, and the, the thermometer all the time. Yeah, it's a, it's a life-threatening thing. And, and, and a lot of times not remembering is a sign of something that you're Trauma. struggling against. Right, yeah. right. This is something you want, you want to not, you're, you subconsciously don't want to remember because it's too dangerous. And those are the things that are that are difficult, but you can do it. You can do it. You just it helps to see if you can find a person. Like if, if you get into the thyroid and you say, "Who's here that I can talk to?" and you might see someone come to you in your meditation, and then you can sit and talk with that person and understand more about what's going on, what the fears are that you're looking for. And it's really better if you do it yourself than if we try and tell you, because then it's yours. Yeah. Right. Now, if we tell you it's not, you're not going to learn, then they're going to come out with some other illness or something. But what I do is I consciously just go inside my body and go to that part. And it's almost like, you know, I sit with that part and it let it rant and rave and do, just like I did with that, the, the, the parts of you that were in black. 
that we're resisting. Um, I just said, you know, well, when you're done, you know, I'll be there. If you want to talk, come, come see me. And they were intrigued by that. Um, you know, don't resist it. Don't fight it. Just be there. And that's what you need to do is just be there with those parts and they will start revealing to you. Accepting, loving, non-judging, understanding, listening compassionately. Can I, can I ask a quick question? I, I, yeah. I don't want to interject. I don't have uh, any psychic abilities or anything. But Karen, your your story sounds familiar to me from my own family history. And just um, if it's too personal, forgive me. But it, did you suffer any kind of abuse as a child? Any physical or emotional abuse? Yes. Because that, I feel it, that. It, right. it really that rings so strongly with someone <laughs> I was very close to in my family, and um, the thyroid in particular. Um, really uh, seems to be a manifestation of that either um, repression of of the trauma or the inability to forgive. Um, So maybe Jill and Jim, if you can work into that, because the forgiveness is not for the person who hurt you, it's for you. Always, Um, always. And that's what I'm getting from this, is there's some kind of abuse and trauma that the anger and the rage maybe is coming from that because you can't let it go and you're still angry about what happened to you. Well, there's a lot of stuff from her childhood that I could feel um, two years old, four years old, five years old, seven years old. I mean, you name it, I could feel it. Um, You know, I know I could work with you and help you, but I'm not, you know, it, it costs money to do this with me. When I when I do it, I don't know. We were running that half price special, you know. At one point, you know, I could reduce my rates in half. But I know I could help you find this stuff. I mean, Paul's done work with me. He knows that, you, you know, I can help you find it if you can't do it on your own. Jim could probably do it in in acupuncture. Where are you? New York. Physically. New York. Yeah, New you'll get the two on two. Oh, is she? A t- oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Jim well, is I'm in Westchester if you want to try and do some of that work with me. Karen. He will guide you different than me, but he's very, very effective. Thank you. You know, if you need somebody to guide you, you may be able to do it by yourself. Like today, like I do a lot of work on my own, you know, but I also sometimes need help. Well, today I had I did a, I had a weird experience. I don't know if this would qualify. Um, I tend to feel a lot of my solar plexus, and I was feeling something heavy in there, and I traced it back to something that happened with my grandmother moved to this apartment. And that was the start of my life when I got yes. really sick. Yeah, was the candy yes. in my life going south. So I was thinking, well, maybe that's the root cause of all this current stuff, and um, and I'm feeling it in there. And so I tried to send energy to it, and I was sending forgiveness to myself and to my grandmother. And then I started doing the Ho'oponopono, Ho'oponopono, you know, if you know mm-hmm. that, please, me. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, See, what I, what I feel, and I'm not saying I'm would, right, uh, by any means, but I always feel you have to work through things before you forgive. 
Um, I feel if you try to get to forgiveness before you kind of work through it, it's going to come back in some other way, shape, or form. So my gut feeling is that you you sort of skipped a few steps in there, is my feeling. And again, I'm not saying my way is the right way. It's the right way for me to have to get all this stuff out. What do you, what do you say, Jim? I, I'm, I'm in agreement. If you jump right to the forgiveness, you don't know what you're forgiving. Exactly. You and you're not, you don't it's not understand. Pure. And you need right. to have empathy for the part that's struggling. And the only way you can do that is to get a real relationship with that part and to feel what that part is trying to, to tell you. And, and at that point, you can start talking about forgiveness, although usually it isn't so necessary at that point. Right. <laughs> to me, forgiveness, what my clients say to me is, it's an autonomous thing when they get to a certain point of doing their inner work that it's like their cup runneth over with forgiveness and gratitude, but it's not something that they consciously do. It just, it happens. It's like the final step of this process. And when you just jump to, I want it, I have to work on forgiveness. And for me, it does, it's, it's like, yeah, right. you know, Right. It just, it bypasses a lot. But I want to just jump to something that you said, Paul, because I had mentioned this to Jim the other day. I've got like, years ago, I had an autonomous growth on my thyroid and I had radioactive iodine done. And then they said, you know, it would be fine. You know, and like 20 years later, I would need thyroid meds and I never really have. But then I have now like two growths on my thyroid, but one's already disappeared and the other one keeps getting smaller but i'm very intrigued by what you said you felt that that had to do with what again uh, abuse and what abuse abuse uh, and yeah physical else? and emotional abuse that, that was my and family trauma, member and trauma yeah well i definitely had trauma and i right? definitely had emotional yeah. I, mean, I mean emotional i don't know if it's abuse but it was emotional disregard which i guess is abuse that's abuse yeah yeah don't sell it short <laughs> okay well i mean on the air i wanted to soften it a little yeah bit. <laughs> but that just shows i'm human yeah. you know mm-hmm. even though i do this i am human i deal with my own issues all the right. time um i just find that interesting that you bring that up i feel there was something for me to gain in you saying that because it is something that i'm dealing with right now that, you know, I'm trying to shrink these on my own and not have, although I am going for a scan and ultrasounds and all this other kind of stuff, but it, they are shrinking. So, um, but, but um, I, I think there's something in it, but Karen, for you, try not, try to experience, get the experience out of what's happening to you. You go into it with, I got to get rid of this. Well, you're trying to get rid of you. That's the problem. Instead of saying, why, why is this happening? I think I'm getting shut down and we have to move on. But reach out to Jim. He could help you. Thank you. Is she already gone? Okay. Thank no. you, Karen. Good luck Thanks, to you. Thanks, Karen. Good luck. Thank you very much. You're, you're very, very welcome. welcome. Yeah, that, that one hit close to home for me. So are you doing all right? How close to home did it hit? Um, it was very, it reminded me of my mother, to tell you the truth. Oh. It's, um, you know, she just passed about six months ago, but she, um, 
she struggled uh, for a really long time. Um, and I don't think she ever uh, really faced uh, or worked through any of the, the, the trauma. Like, you know, you've, you've worked with me and I've, um, I know exactly what you're saying in terms of it is a, an automatic thing towards the end. You can't force it. It comes naturally, but you have to do the work. And that's the right. really hard thing because you don't want to do the work. You don't want to feel that pain. You want to push it aside and make it go away any way possible. So if you can just pull a magic wand out and say, I forgive and everything, right. you know, gets wiped right. away. So you don't have to deal with the, with feeling it doesn't, it doesn't work. So you do have to face it and you have to go through it and you have to step by step by step. You know, like Jim was saying, you have to have empathy for that part of you and um, face it. And once you face it and you go through all that pain, then the natural forgiveness and gratitude and all those things will come flowing, but you have to do the work first. Right. And I also feel like it's, well, but it, look how rewarding it is when you do the work. It is very rewarding. You get, there's such a, really a, you know, like a a release and there's such a, it's like a charge. It really I, I is. Felt, I felt high it. after doing the, the, the I know. work with you. I was on cloud nine. I was just like, so yes, that's how it I was always such get. a life changing thing to go through that step-by-step process and just uh, go through the role playing and, and whatever it took for me to face the things that I felt traumatized by and, and having someone like you say, um, don't minimize it. Don't, because I, I always tried to say, well, I was just a kid. It's oh, no my mother, deal. she was right. only 21. Right. You know, right. I, I tried to forgive before doing the work. And all that did was, was stall me in a holding pattern, you know, and for 50-something years I held on to this stuff right. um, and finally was able to let it go. Well, I'm thrilled that you did some work with me and that you did yeah. let it go. And I saw transformational things happening with you, and I take full credit for your oh, yeah. albums and all the success that you're, I, all hear you I will share whatever, credit with you. Thank you. <laughs> like when you get whatever awards you get for your type of music, I expect to hear my name in there. Right. Well, speaking of that, my single is at midnight tonight. My, my single drops. Oh my God. Uh, is that awesome? Circle Game is going to be on uh, Spotify and iTunes and everything else. So, could we hear it next week? Like, would you be able to play it I here? I could play it, but it's it's definitely heavy metal. It's I don't know if it uh, would fit uh, the, the vibe of the show, but I'd be happy to play it. Well, I think that we would like to hear it. I mean, I really do think that you should showcase it here. Why I would not? love to share it with you. Yes, All right. No, sure. I mean, I would like to hear it, too. I mean, I don't know that much about that kind of music. I usually... Like go next <laughs> that heavy metal stuff. Are you going to dress like appropriately for that? No, I'll, I'll wear the same thing I'm wearing now. <laughs> <laughs> this works. It's it's very heavy metal. Is that your, is that your stage outfit? <laughs> I had to take oh, that cape off. Some... Of, it's so hot in here. I'm dying. <laughs> I see some pictures of Paul like growls and <laughs> yes, that's, that's the and real me. So... I know, but you're so good at doing this too. I mean, you're such an <laughs> asset to this show. You really are. Oh, thank the you. questions I, like I that said, you I, ask and everything. I learn so much every time. I appreciate it. Well, we're running out of time here. Let's make sure we get to our last callers here. Okay. I think we definitely have at least one more that hasn't right. disappeared. Yeah. Here's Rosemary. Okay. Rosemaria. Rosemaria? 
Hi, how are you? Hi, is it Rose Maria? Yep. Oh, nice. Hey, welcome to the show. Um, Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, and uh, and uh, so you've got uh, uh, something going on. What, what, can you tell us your story? Tell us what's going on with you? Um, been getting weird, meeting weird people. I mean, I mean, men for a relationship. So one a long time friend that I've seen, but he's acting weird. Doesn't want to respond. Doesn't want to talk. And here and there, but not really when I was there. So. Ever since I can't find the right one, I've been getting weird. Can I say the word assholes? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you just did. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> I always get yelled at when I yeah. curse on this show. We're, we're not on a I delay, can... so you uh, can say whatever you want. <laughs> um, uh, how honest? Do you, how honest do you want me to be? Uh, guess honest. <laughs> Um, I would say that nothing is an accident and I believe there is a gift and a lesson in every single experience in our lives and it depends on what we do with it. I mean, there was something that I just saw today and I've said this many, many times that it's not so much what happens to you, but it's how you deal with what happens to you. And what I feel you do is you um, allow this stuff to happen and you go back for more. And rather than putting yourself on a pedestal and putting, you know, really honoring yourself, because ultimately what I feel the message, like, you know, you said this person's getting weird and all this other stuff. What I feel is happening is the people that you are, putting your heart into and your trust into um, are not giving you anything back. And the little crumbs that they're giving you, you want more of, but you're accepting the crumbs as a standard, as sort of your baseline. And are you ready to hear this or am I upsetting you? Uh, No, I'm not worried about him. It's the other assholes I've been meeting. And they're not right ones, if that makes sense. Right, but but you're missing the message here. The message is that until you raise the bar for yourself and until you do that inner work and say, I deserve better than this, and, and you change your vibration, because right now from that previous relationship or whatever, it doesn't even feel like a relationship. It just feels like um, whatever we want to call it. Um, you put up with a lot of stuff that, um, did not really honor you and what you want what your heart is singing to me about is like uh, you, you're we're, we're on video as well so um, you know like if, if this is her current thing she wants this but there's no way to get there until she gets this up there mm-hmm. so right. it's a matter of doing that inner work, a lot of things that I was saying to Karen are really very applicable to you about really digging deep into yourself and, and, and understanding more about you and why you have put up with the kind of stuff that you have put up with and empower yourself more 
And when you do that, I feel ultimately your vibration is going to start rising up as well as your boundaries. Right now, your boundaries feel a little bit shaky to me. So if you do that inner work, you're going to start drawing in the right person and people, and your experiences are going to be a lot, lot different, a lot different. The only, the only limitation here that I see with you is you. And I'm sorry to be so blunt, but it, it honestly feels that you need to do some of that tweaking internally, and that's going to change everything external. What I always tell my clients is that anything, anything that happens in your external life that elicits an emotion other than love, joy, bliss, or happiness is a clue. And that clue is an opportunity for you to look inward and figure you out and understand what that, what that gift is, what that message is in that clue. And once you do that and you start getting those messages, all these A-H's that you mentioned um, aren't going to be there anymore because you're not going to tolerate that crap. Your, your standard is going to be a lot higher. Your vibration is going to be higher. And you're going to start drawing in men that are worthy of you. But first, you have to learn your own worth. And that's right. where the work has to that's where the work has to happen. And I don't we, know we that talked about, Jill, can I break in? Because we talked about this last week with narcissists, the, um, the patterns that repeat themselves over and over again. Yes. If you're drawing these people into your life over and over, um, it's, they're feeding on your energy. So if, if you're fighting with them and, and, you, and you're developing an escalating kind of conflict with them, it serves like they're energy vampires and they're, they're, they're feeding off of it. So in my own personal experience, when I had difficult people, it was, I was freed from that cycle when I very calmly and assertively said, I don't want to do that. And the person that I was with lost their mind and wanted to fight and wanted to escalate. And I just right. was very calm about it. it. Just like, right. And I, I, I was exhausted and I was tired of the fighting and I was tired of that influence in my life. And I just said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not angry. I'm not mad at you. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do that. And right, that was the end of enough. it. And that, that, right. that, you know, was the end of the relationship in a lot of ways. And, you know, just things like that where, Jill, you're saying, like, you know, you be assertive and know your self-worth. If you're having these fireflies come to you over and over again, it's, it's a, a reason. And it's something that you need to stand up and just say very calmly, I'm not going to accept yeah. this in my life anymore. You're, you're putting out the energy to attract them. And if your energy isn't... We all are. Them, right. We yeah. all are. And if we don't assume that responsibility and we blame it on, oh, it creeps out there or whatever, the only place we could fix it, the only place that we have power is within ourselves. Right, right. So that's where the work has to be done. We can't blame, you know, uh, plenty of fish or, you know, <laughs> wherever people meet people these days. Um, it's Retrograde always, Mercury. <laughs> well, that's true, and that's over with already now. So we Thank can't God. blame that either. We can't blame, we can't blame again, any right? of it. Um, but if no. do that inner work, I'm telling you, it will change the dynamics for you. There is a good guy out there, but you have to fix you first. Yeah, and one of the one of the best things to do is to is to not need anybody. Bingo. You don't need, need people. Need Go out yourself. and have a good time on your on your on your own and enjoy your own company. And then when you get to the point where somebody actually sees that energy going on, they're going to be attracted to it. And that's the guy you want. Right. Right. I mean, feel energy. good about you. Yeah. You're the gift, and you don't know that yet. 
but you you are the gift. You truly are. Got it, Rosemary. Um, yeah, we're just about out of time, but thank you so much for calling in. This was really a great show. I was, was a great learned show. a lot tonight. Um, we uh, again, I'm out without my. I know. See, that's not a script. My... So thank so, you, Jim, everybody. Do you, do you want to come in and uh, oh. do the last you minute do here that, with all our links? Could I just say one thing? Something struck me when we were doing, I know we're running out of time, but something struck me that I'd like to add into next week's show. Next week, we're going to do our famous, we've been wanting to do, not next week, in two weeks, we're going to do what women want. We've done a couple shows on what men want. But one thing I want to focus on is body image before we do that, because it ties in with a lot of these phone calls. When we hate the fact that we're too tall, we're too short, we're too thin, we're too fat, we're too this, we're too that. We're hating ourselves, and we're never going to be able to attract the men that are going to appreciate who we are just the way we are. And that, I feel, is important, especially for women to know and to embrace within themselves. So I'm going to add that in for just a little itty-bitty piece. Or maybe we'll have to break it into two shows, what women want and that, body that image. That could be several shows. There's a, a lot of information there. That's right. Right. That's right. Okay. So now I'll turn it over to you, Jim, to say good night. <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners and viewers and those who called in tonight. Listen to us in here, here on Block Talk Radio or watch this live streaming on YouTube. Uh, we enjoyed hearing your stories. We appreciate you. Please be sure to either follow us or like us on social media so you'll know when our next show is, Thursday, November 11th? Yeah, at 8 p.m. Our show will be on what women want. Have any suggestions for show topics? Email us at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com with your suggestions, testimonials, or just to say hello. Please visit ladyfontaine at ladyfontaine.com for a reading or life coaching session. For those listeners in New York, visit Jim Elkin at East West Healing Arts in Hartsdale, New York. Website, eastwesthealing.info. My Facebook page is https colon slash www.facebook.com slash eastwesthealingarts. And I have my own, oh, and Paul has his own show on Blog Talk, uh, blog, bulldogradio.net. Don't bulldog give up your day radio. job. <laughs> Nights at 8 p.m. EST called Six Degrees. Yes. Good night, and we look forward to seeing uh, you on September on September on November 11th at 8 p.m. on Iron. September the 11th. Yes, and we you did not think uh, our our call screener tonight, Mike. Oh, you were Mike. mercifully left thank out of the Mike. conversation tonight, Mike. But thank I you know. for your work tonight. That's thank you so much. Spike is in the shop, so now now I can rest assured that sooner or later I'll get back on the bike. Good night, Good night. all. <laughs> <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.